Well, hey there, everybody. We are getting now into the beginning of May, and we are starting to uh, heat things up. Thanks for joining us for another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am meteorologist Dave Turley, of course, alongside with meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Andrew, how are you doing this week? Oh, I am doing good. You know, another week where you and I are hanging out at home. Looking forward to being able to see you in person again here soon. Yeah, hopefully, you know, all indications are maybe June 1st. Maybe. I don't know. Fingers crossed. It'll be a slow, slow relaxation there, I'm sure, with work. But we'll we'll get there soon. I am am looking forward to getting back into a a normal routine where I actually see people and kind of interact with people. I mean, I love hanging out with my kids who are actually still asleep as we're recording this. And uh, my my dog at my feet, which is nice. Uh, but, you know, trying to get back into regular work settings, that would be great. For sure. But, you know, uh, you know, right whenever we're going to get into a routine, we're getting to that time of the year, Dave, where it's, uh, you know, could mess up our daily work routine with tropical systems on the horizon. You know, nothing out there now, but with it being May right around the corner, the start of hurricane season. Yes, that's why I mentioned June 1st. June 1st, maybe things getting back to normal. But, of course, as you mentioned, that is the start of the Atlantic hurricane season, and it goes from June 1st all the way through the end of November, November 30th. So before we get there, we are into what we call Hurricane Preparedness Week, which goes from May 3rd through May 9th. Each and every day, we're going to have different topics uh, dealing with things that you should be thinking about as we get into, or especially before we get into officially hurricane season. Yeah, definitely. Each day you got a topic. We started this on uh, this past Sunday, and it doesn't matter where you live. You know, uh, if you live inland in Chatham County, like you and I do, we don't live right on the coast, so we don't have to worry so much about storm surge. But folks, of course, on the coastline do. But we've seen tropical systems over the past few years dump lots of rain well inland. If you go back to thinking about Harvey and, and, and storms like that, you don't have to be right on the coast to feel these impacts. So today's really just about the first day, that is, would be determining your risks. And that's, you know, one of the things that that we've been talking about this week, Um, you know, from storm surge along the coast with rip currents. Obviously, people don't need to be in the water if there's a tropical system. Even if there's a depression out there, you're going to have increased rip currents. But and then flooding, definitely a risk, um, depending on what side of the storm you're on specifically, wherever you're listening from, you might have a, a little bit greater chance of tornadoes being around and just about everybody is going to be feeling the wind from this, the increased wind, the strongest will be closer to the, the eye, but you know, that's just uh, part of it. You know, it's, it's interesting. And that's, that's part of our job here is to figure out who has what risks, but we can have those general risks going into this now. So uh, that would be the first day. Right. For, and of course uh, the main thing with, with us here is of course, is going to be uh, the storm surge. So, uh, we always say the, the old adage that we say is you run from the water and hide from the wind. So determine your risk. Know if you're in a, a, a storm surge area, an area which typically floods. Know what, uh, how high you are above sea level, what your risks are, where you need to go, and uh, know what would happen as, as if uh, that would be impacting your area. So it's things to think about now while it is nice and quiet before we officially start to see uh, the uh, start of the hurricane season. But that was the first yeah. day. Go ahead. Got to go on to the next one. And this one could be a little bit different this year. You know, I don't know that we're going to go back to, to normal at any time. I, I mean, who knows? 
But evacuations this year, uh, you know, God forbid, whoever it happens to, it's going to happen somewhere probably, even if it's not in the, the continental U.S. With everything going on with, uh, you know, COVID-19 still out there, developing an evacuation plan could be a little bit different than years past. I know that some people are starting to ask questions about like, well, what are we going to do if the you know city shelters and things like that and social distancing and who knows where we'll be at a certain time, you know, say if it was later in the hurricane season, we don't know if everything's going to be closer to normal or if, you know, there's another uh, flare up in, in cases. It's just, it's hard to say. So that's one of those things that's kind of up and up in the air, I guess the, the best advice I would have is plan to evacuate your family in a way where you can distance yourself from as many people as possible, whether it's, uh, you know, making sure that you've got a, a safe place inland away from the coast. If, if those are the threats you need to get away from or, or what, it's just going to be a little bit different this year. Safety guidelines from the CDC and local officials are just going to be a little bit different this year. Yeah. And I think a lot of people are going to have to have some type of of way that you said you, you can't really social distance if you are one of the people that have to evacuate uh, to a shelter area, especially you have no other means to stay safe and you have to go to that shelter. You got to make sure that you're going to have to bring a mask. Um, I'm sure they're going to have, yeah. hopefully I would assume that they would have some type of sanit- sanitizers and stuff, hand sanitizers with you, but not a bad idea to have some of that with you, bring it with you, bring a mask. So you're, you're, you're still, Maybe not as much social distancing, but you're still trying to keep yourself safe and spreading any type of sickness or getting any type of sickness from anybody else. But it will be something that we've never dealt with. So along with thinking of evacuation plans, you also have to think about trying to keep yourself safe from something totally different than the hurricane itself. Yeah, and you know, the next day's focus is is assembling disaster supplies. So I think that goes right on into it. I know that People have been doing, you know, great work and making masks at home while they're quarantining themselves. But I think definitely need to put that on your list. Put, you know, put a few. Make sure you've got enough for the family, and and of course your kids need to be being safe as well. But we've seen over the past well month and a half, almost two months now, how hard it has been to get supplies. And and if you guys have lived in in the coast for any period of time, you know how hard it can be. Uh, the week, the few days leading up before a storm, sometimes it's harder to get those hurricane necessities that you could go out and get today or tomorrow and just completely avoid that mad rush uh, if there is a storm that comes close by. Right. You, you prepare now, and that way you already have that uh, supplies that you would need before you said, like, uh, the, the mad dash for people trying to get out and get their supplies. But, you know, there's two types of uh, disaster supplies that you really got to think about. If you are evacuating, what do you need to take with you? Uh, you know, your important documents, your medicine, um, food and, and water still. But if you're evacuating, you're probably going to get some of that as wherever you're evacuating to. Um, also got to think about if you are not evacuating but riding out the storm, you know, in an area which typically doesn't have uh, flood ev- evacuation areas from storm surge, you're going to be dealing with some power outages and stuff like that. So you got to have supplies to make sure you can get power. If you don't have power, maybe you're thinking about uh, non-perishable food, a can opener, which is not electric. If you don't have power, you can't use an electric can opener. Um, and then also your medicine, batteries, chargers, and stuff like that to think about to keep your life as normal as it could be. 
really getting those portable chargers for us, always having to be on our phones for work, those have been a lifesaver for me out covering storms and weather out in the field before just having knowing that you don't have to be tied to a vehicle to, to charge your phone that that's been a big help and and with you know storms in the past having power outages for certain neighborhoods for over a few days definitely need to have everything that uh, you can to make sure your family can stay connected and check in with with everyone else making sure that you guys are okay the next uh, item that the uh, next day, which would be uh, getting an insurance checkup. That's the next thing you really want to be thinking about here. And I think really the big thing with insurance to me, the way I look at it is I didn't know this when I first moved into the Savannah area that um, especially when I bought a house, your homeowner's insurance does not cover flood. So you need to get a whole separate policy. So you're, if you're in a flood zone area, uh, flood-prone area, you have to have a whole separate policy. And it takes 30 days or so to get that policy to really to be into effect. So you need to make right. sure you're preparing for that now and know that it, your homeowners is not going to cover flood damage. Even someone like me, if, if you guys don't have a home and you're doing renter's insurance, it specifically says that it does not cover flood damage. So that's an additional policy. Maybe if you live you know, in a floodplain near the marshes, closer to the beach, uh, you need to consider that. I don't know exactly how much it would be, but it's definitely going to be cheaper than losing everything. If you think that's a big enough, uh, you know, weight that you guys need away and, and, you know, decide either as yourself or your family, if that's something that you need. I know that uh, after these storms that we've seen in the past, Dave, people talking about losing everything, they don't have flood insurance, they don't know what they're going to do. And I know it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but I just can't imagine um, just, it, oh, it's, it's better safe than sorry. And there's areas which, you know, maybe not have ever seen flood before uh, in, in somebody's lifetime. And like you said, maybe they're not in a flood uh, uh, prone area, which typically floods and they don't have to have flood insurance. But if they flood, even if they don't and they didn't need to get insurance, some places if you move in, you have to have flood insurance. Um but if you don't need to, you need to think about that because, like you said, once it's gone, you, you can't get that back. The water, you can't undry things out or dry things out and make them useful again. Mold and all that stuff sets in. So it's That's usually going to be a 100% disaster, and you're going to need money to help you get back and get started again. Yeah, definitely. Sticking on the theme of kind of thinking of your home, not just strengthening maybe your insurance policy, but your home itself. Uh, you know, this is something we talk about every year, hoping that we have these things on standby and you don't need them. Uh, measure measure your windows. You know, if you need wood to cover windows so that they don't break and prevent things from getting into your house, you, that's something that you could go out to one of these home improvement stores and get now, store in your garage or somewhere in that way you have it already, you can have it cut and ready to go so you can avoid the mass of people trying to do this a week before if there's a storm. Also, uh, trimming trees, you know, if you've got a tree that doesn't look like it's, it's hanging on very well, uh, even just getting some branches out of the way. Uh, trees can also lead to uh, power outages, so that's dangerous. Obviously, if we have a storm coming our way, you want to secure those outdoor items. It's been windy here lately enough. Uh, that guys sure, yeah. we've had over 30 miles an hour you probably wouldn't do that anyways but obviously still especially if you're evacuating secure all your doors make sure your security system's in check as well 
and make sure your car is in a safe location. If you can't have it in a garage, then somewhere that's maybe a higher point if flooding is an issue for where your car's at. Yeah, I had a couple people last year when we had the floods moving in, uh, you know, text me, email me. Hey, I got a car out here in a garage. Is it going to be okay? I'm like, uh, you know, if you got to think about it, you might want to move it to higher ground or at least try to put it up on blocks or some way to get it elevated a little bit more because, you know, you could always try to predict on how high that storm surge might get, but we've seen in the past here that that doesn't always, uh, not always the case out there. So it could be higher, it could be lower. Always better to be prepared now to know that you are going to be safe. And we're talking about the boards, boarding up your home. That's not something you can do, uh, you know, a day before the storm comes. If you don't have your windows measured and the boards already cut, that's a big process. Most homes have a lot of windows on there and to cut everything and then, you know, to secure them to the building, that's not something you can do in just like an hour or two. Um, that's, that's a big process. So it's something to think about. And also along those lines, Taping your windows does not work. That's not going to do anything. You, if you're w- really worried about the wind or projectiles coming in through your uh, window, uh, you need to make sure you have some uh, plywood in front of those windows to keep them safe. I don't, I don't know if that just got started. People have seen it on TV or the movies or whatever, but all it does is, in, in theory, it would help the glass break in bigger shards so it's not scattered everywhere. Right. But either way, it's it's breaking. If you don't have it, you've got a chance of it breaking if if you don't have it covered up with something. So. You know, and then along those lines uh, of, uh, you know, the plywood and something, the, the securing your home, not a bad idea to go ahead and, and help your neighbors. Um, if you see some maybe uh, elderly uh, neighbors out there who need some assistance getting their home ready, hurricane ready, and if they're going to have to evacuate, you know, have a good talk with them and say, you know, that come up with a plan and how you could help them make sure they have their supplies and things that they might need as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's it's been tough for, for a lot of us over the past couple of months, specifically uh, elderly folks. And, and maybe they're not even elderly. Maybe you just have some neighbors that live by themselves for whatever reason. Right. Just check on them beforehand. Um, it's easy to get caught up in what day is it, what month is it. But, uh, it, you know, we need to be helping each other out as best we can here. Now that we've got the time to have, uh, you know, a little bit of preparation going on out there and and whether that's just checking in on them beforehand, if they need help evacuating, I know um, that's definitely something that they need to plan ahead of time. And then afterwards, if they stay, make sure that they're all right, because if they live alone or they're older, they might not have reliable you know, communication for someone outside to check in on them. So you might might want to do the good neighborly thing and go ahead and do that. That's just, you know, goes back to just being nice to everybody, just being kind, looking out for your neighbors and trying to help them out before uh, and after and hopefully not during because they'll have to evacuate uh, and make sure that everything is is good for everybody around you as well. Definitely so. And the last real focus here for uh, Hurricane Preparedness Week would just be have a written plan. You know, this is one of those interesting things every day that I get into work, I create a checklist of things I need to do, even though I've been doing this for almost five years, because I just, I'll forget, or I'll just, it makes me feel good that I did something. And I don't I'll know check if that's a guy thing or not, but yeah. we. Forget. I don't know, but <laughs> having a written plan for everything that we talked about here, 
it really just helps you avoid mistakes. And that, I think that's why I do it because, you know, get distracted, something slip your mind. There's a lot of things that we have to do on the job, but there's a lot that you have to do to, to have a successful hurricane plan with you and your family as well. So maybe having those down, making sure the checklist is, is there. And if you get into your hurricane snacks a little early, maybe erase it, <laughs> remind yourself, got to go stock back up, uh, highlight it. Uh, it's, I think that's just uh, some good advice there and having those documents, your insurance cards and a lot of things on our phones now, but right. phone gets damaged or runs out of batteries. It's going to have, you know, insurance documented on paper. So keep it in a waterproof, fireproof box. You know, uh, those are just a couple of, a couple of quick little tips there. A couple little backups. Yeah. Just in case. Cause if you write things down, you have all your documents, you have your insurance, uh, papers and stuff like that. Uh, you know, not a bad idea to take a photo. I mean, everybody has a phone now, camera phone. You take it on there, and you can store thousands of pictures on there. Have some documentations of, of some of the valuables around your house. That goes with your insurance as well. So you can show that, hey, this is what I have. You know, take a picture of the serial number or the model number, what have you. Right. And if you are evacuating, you know, you got your important documents. Um, try to keep them together in a watertight uh, container. Uh, so in case they do get wet, because chances are, again, this would be a hurricane. It could get wet if a tree comes through your house or something and your roof is gone or whatever. Water could possibly get into your home. So make sure they're in a watertight uh, containment area there to keep everything safe and secure. Yeah, and maybe if you've got someone trusted, <laughs> like for me, I guess, uh, you know, my wife and I have our have our documents on our phone with the apps and things, but maybe send to one of your parents. Just be like, hey, here's a backup, my insurance card. It's never never a bad idea to to have as many backups as possible. And uh, you know, it's I think we feel like it's one of those things that never will happen to us until it happens. But I think over the past few years with the close calls and of course with Matthew, we know that it is very possible that we get impacted by these storms. So it's good to just get out of the way. Or maybe you have a little extra downtime, either working from home, be productive, check a couple things off your list. Always good to be prepared. And again, we're still a few weeks away officially from the start of hurricane season. That's not to say that uh, storms can't develop before hurricane season. It's rare, but typically things start to get together uh, June 1st and then wind down as hurricane season winds down the end of November. So that is another edition of our WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. Andrew, got anything else you want to add in here for this week? I think, before we wind, I think that's good. We'll, um, we'll give you some more hurricane tips, some tidbits coming up in our, in our next edition. But as always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. And if you have questions you want to answer, we would be more than happy to uh, do that for you. And there you go. You can reach us at uh, agordon at WTOC.com and at dturley at WTOC.com. And thanks again. That is another edition of WTOC's First Alert Weather Podcast.